Broadcasting live from the Raiders practice facility at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. This is the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. And what is going on, Raider Nation? This is In the Huddle here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I am not Vinny Bonsignor. He is on vacation right now. He is uh, getting a very well-deserved vacation, but he will be back in full effect by the time, well, next week rolls around. And so uh, we are going to hold it down for Vinny for the next couple of hours. I'm your boy Q. Very excited to be here. And as you heard the guy with the big voice say, we are live here at the Raiders headquarters, Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Very excited. I'm in the media room right now. And uh, it's funny, this is the very first time that I've done a live radio show here in Las Vegas, in the 702, and the very first day, I'm going in the huddle, I'm filling in for Vinny, and I'm also at the Raiders facility, the practice facility, very excited about that, and uh, I'll tell you, I try to keep everything as professional as possible, I try not to let uh, my fandom or any kind of bias come out, because that's not how I roll, and that's not what you deserve, you deserve the best uh, radio coverage and the best quality sound and is possible, you know, and, and that's what I'm going to provide on each and every day. But I'm not going to lie to you, rolling into this facility this afternoon and uh, getting an opportunity to do my very first show. And again, it's not my show. This is Vinny's getting to do this show live from the facility. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty stinking cool. I mean, this is a real deal thing. Uh, I've said it before to many people that have listened to me on the podcast that this is a dream come true for me, and I'm just very blessed to be here, and and I definitely want to thank everyone off top that has supported me and helped me get to where I'm at right now, and this is just the beginning, but man, this is this is one of those moments where you just kind of pinch yourself. So I'm very excited to be here with you for the next couple afternoons. We're going to navigate through the waters, going to talk all kind of Raiders, going to also talk a little bit of NFL at the end of the show. Got a couple of good guests coming up on the show as well. And, uh, you know, of course, I want to hear from you. I've got the phone line, got the Sam and Ash text line. Going to definitely make sure that we, uh, we use that to a major, uh, ma- major effect. And uh, we got my man, Damon Cotton. He's back at the mothership. He's in the, in the studios, the home studios, making sure that we, uh, we sound good and we're we're rolling like we need to be rolling, and and that's what we're going to do, like I said, for the next couple hours. So uh, very excited about today's show, and uh, I hope Vinny gets some really, really good rest because once football season comes, it's all hands on deck, and we're going to be full throttle, dip your head in a tank of gasoline, and light it with a match because it's go time. Football time, football season, right around the corner. Training camp going to get started in less than two weeks. So coming up on today's show, Really good friend of mine, Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network. Uh, he's been on the show before. He's been on the station before. Uh, I've talked to him many times on uh, on multiple radio stations. Really good dude. Has a, a wealth of NFL knowledge. He was a guy that spent a lot of time in Las Vegas as Allegiant Stadium was being built. Kind of saw it from the ground up. One of the many people that covered it from the ground up. And so uh, we're going to catch up with him at uh, 425. Just talk all things Raiders. Also dibble and dabble in some NFL talk as well. And just kind of see how he's feeling as we're a couple weeks away 
from the start of training camp. And again, you want to talk about a guy that is full throttle. That is Omar Ruiz. He does a great job for NFL Network. A really good buddy of mine. So we'll catch up with him at 425. And then a name that's very familiar to all of Raider Nation will come up at 5 o'clock. Another good buddy of mine. And I'm not just saying this because he's going to be on the show, but uh, really a good dude. And and I, I feel like I've talked to this guy and ran into this guy every step of the way, even when I was back in California as just a a radio guy in music uh, ran into him for the very first time in, in Oakland, and we went to a we went to a record release party. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a record release party. It was actually Lamont Jordan's birthday party. So that that lets you know how long ago it was. Remember Lamont Jordan? I thought he was going to be the end all be all when he signed with the Raiders, and he had a couple good seasons coming over from the New York Jets. But Kirk Morrison, former Raider linebacker, Kirk Morrison is going to join us at five o'clock uh, to talk about being drafted by the Raiders. You know, living living out the dream. And and I wanted to have him on for the very first time that I come on the radio because of everything I said to start the show, which was that I'm I'm you know I'm living out my dream. Uh, you know, they, they always say that that hard work pays off and, and that, you know, dreams do come true. And sometimes you don't believe it until you're doing it. And, and today I'm doing it. And Kirk Morrison, while he was at San Diego State, while he was, uh, you know, waiting to be drafted, the Raiders, his hometown team, as he's a young man from Oakland, California, his his hometown team drafted him in the third round. His dad, season ticket holder. His dad still sits, well, was still sitting in the seats in the third deck at the Coliseum. Even after Kirk became a member of the Raiders, you know, he could have upgraded them and got them some, some, you know, real close seats or what, could have done whatever as a member of the Silver and Black, right? But his dad, so humble and such a, you know, real down-to-earth dude said, hey, I, I'm keeping my season tickets. I'm keeping them right where, where, you know, I've always had them. And that was always at the third the third deck of the Coliseum, you know, and I remember taking my sons to the Coliseum and I remember uh, actually running into him and uh, seeing many games where his son is out there on the field that he's always cheered for his favorite team, which was the Raiders. He's always cheered for him. Now he's also cheering for his son at the same time. So I can only imagine how proud he was. So I said, you know what? The first guy that I want to have on the show it's got to be Kirk Morrison, right? The first Raider has got to be Kirk, just because uh, it's it's all about dreams coming true. And then, of course, as a as a linebacker, a really good linebacker for the Raiders, uh, put in some really good seasons before uh, eventually being traded to uh, to Jacksonville, and then spent some time in Buffalo as well. But he's a Raider through and through. Uh, you know, he he's just a, a really good. Uh, X's and O's guys. He understands the game. He does a lot still uh, in L.A. with uh, radio. He does pre and post game show. He does college football. I mean, I run into this dude all the time. So a uh, really good guy. We'll talk to him at five o'clock on today's show. And then I have some other audio that I was able to collect earlier in this week over at Allegiant Stadium. I mean, I've literally been in town for maybe two weeks, max, maybe two weeks. And I collect. I go over to Allegiant Stadium. One of my first events is Allegiant Stadium. Uh, they had a small business showcase that 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 was uh, going on, and I just thought, hey, you know, I should be there. I should be there. I should go check it out. If you're going to be in town, uh, take advantage. Take advantage and go to everything that you can. You know what I mean? I don't ever want to look back and say, eh, I should have probably gone to that event. Probably should have gone. Now in Las Vegas, it's kind of impossible for one dude to be at every single event. But I'll tell you what, Raider Nation, I'm going to try everything I got in my body to be at every single event I could possibly be at. And so that was one of the events that we uh, we were at at Allegiant Stadium. And uh, Lincoln Kennedy was there. Uh, Raiders president uh, Mark Bedane was there. And uh, a really, really cool winner, Felicia Parker from Any Occasion Baskets. She actually won. And I'll break down what the whole event was about a little bit later. But she won. She has a really good testimony. She has a really good story about 
living your dreams and and doing what you try to do to to get where you want to be. And uh, you know, Lincoln Kennedy, obviously a, a former Raider, great. He uh, he's a small business owner, so he knows the struggles. And obviously, coming off the the pandemic, and and really, I say coming off the pandemic, we're really not out of the woods yet. You know, still still got a lot of ways to go, but getting a lot better. But at that time, how does that affect small businesses? So Felicia was really, really uh, cool. She was a a great winner. Uh, She shared a little bit of her story. So I have some of that audio that I plan to get to on the show. I plan to get to the audio with Lincoln Kennedy and also Raiders President Mark Bedane. Actually had about four or five minutes one-on-one with him. So uh, that's all coming up on today's show as well. So uh, very excited about the next, you know, about hour and and 50 minutes here live from uh, the Inner Mountain Healthcare Performance Center here in Henderson. And like I mentioned, I do want to hear from you throughout the course of the show. I have a question I'm going to throw out there in just a few minutes uh, before we get to Omar Ruiz. Uh, but I, I do want you to call in, share your thoughts, you know, whatever's on your mind. It doesn't have to be what I'm talking about. Uh, that's the one thing. And, and JT the Brick, who I know is on vacation right now, he does a great job of bringing in the audience and letting, letting listeners be involved. And, and that's how I roll. That's how I roll. I want to make sure that Raider Nation, you are heard because this station is called Raider Nation Radio 920. It's not called your boy Q920. It's called Raider Nation Radio. 920. So I want to hear from Raider Nation. I want to get text messages from Raider Nation. I want to get tweets from Raider Nation. I want you to blow up the lines. I want you to blow up the text line and Twitter. Just with every, any thought that you have, I want to hear from you. So Twitter, at R&R 920 AM. That's at R&R 920 AM or at your boy Q254. But hit up, hit up at R&R 920 AM first. Make sure you're following Raider Nation Radio 920. Uh, Also, Facebook, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. You can find Facebook there. The Sam and Ash text line. Want to make sure we use the Sam and Ash text line. And shout out to Sam and Ash. It's been a while since I've talked to them, but shout out to Sam and Ash. Definitely appreciate them sponsoring the text line. 69187. 69187. And go ahead and, uh, and, and, and share your message. Uh, either Damon or myself will get to that message, and we'll make sure we talk about it on the air. If you spend the time to send out a, a, a text or a tweet, uh, we're going to make sure that we get to it. That's that's for sure. So uh, definitely hit us up by way of the Sam and Ash text line. And, of course, the listener line, wide open like some old school TV antennas, 702-365-9200. That's 702-365-9200. And matter of fact, one of the subjects that I wanted to bring up on today's show, and this is a subject that if anyone listens to the podcast that I do on the daily on the Locked On uh, Podcast Network, Locked On Raiders, you probably already heard this subject because I, I talked about it today on the show and I wanted to bring it to the table here because it was it was a tweet that I received. And so this is this is just it randomly happens, you know, it just randomly happens. Sometimes someone will, will hit me with a tweet and it will be a really good question or it will be a really good statement and it will turn into something else. So the question that was asked to me, because we all know that uh, Coach Tom Flores is going into the Hall of Fame, uh, very well-deserved. It, it, it took longer than it, it needed to, but at least it's here, and he's going into the Hall of Fame. And, and Raider Nation, I encourage you, if you can go, go. That is the greatest event. And I've, I've been to a lot. I'm not saying I've been to every event that you can go to. Canton, Ohio, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, if you can go there, make it happen. It is amazing, and it's really, it might as well be called the Hall of Raiders. <laughs> I mean, if you want to be serious about it, I mean, it might as well be called the Hall of Raiders because I'm telling you, when I walked in that building, I told my buddies on ESPN Central Texas that, uh, and that's where I went. I went there when uh, Jerry Jones and uh, LaDainian Tomlinson got uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame because they were, you know, people that were obviously important to the, uh, the audience that we were covering when I was in Central Texas. I told them, I said, I'm going to take pictures of, you know, all the Raiders. 
And at some point, I started taking pictures of all the, the busts of the Raiders. And I said, man, I'm taking too many pictures. I'm running out of space on my phone. I can't keep doing this. So uh, eventually I stopped. But just walking through there, and, and it's just, man, it's, it's just eye-opening. And some, some Raiders you probably have forgotten about. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I'm just saying there's so many. There's so many in the Hall of Fame. And there's so many that deserve to, still, to, to be in the Hall of Fame. Like Cliff Branch. Should be there. Been there, done that. Should have been there already a long time ago. Lester Hayes. Should have been there, done that. You know, I mean, politics always plays a role in it. And I mean, football politics. I don't mean any other kind of politics. But football politics always plays a role. But, yeah, man, if you get an opportunity to go and see Coach Tom Flores and also Charles Woodson inducted into the Hall of Fame this year, do it. If there's one event that you can go to this year and say, you know what, I think I can foot the bill on this one, go do it. That's the one that you want to be at. That is just – it's 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 – the Hall of Greatness. It, it really is. So the question that I want to throw out there, and then we're going to go immediately out to the phone line, 702-365-9200. The question I want to throw out there, who is the greatest Raider to you? Not the greatest Raider of all time, because I think that's an impossible question. And, and my answer to this when I received it on Twitter was, it's a generational question. Because me at 44, I'm, I'm going to say like my favorite guy is, is Charles Woodson. I'll put it out there who, by the way, I've been trying to get an interview with for the longest. <laughs> Cheap plug. I don't care. I've hit him on Twitter. So many people see it. I always say you're guaranteed to miss a shot you don't take, right? <laughs> I've reached out on Twitter many times to see Wood, and, and, and a lot of people on Twitter say, yeah, Charles, you know, go ahead. You know, interview with Q, interview with Q. It doesn't happen. It's all right. It will at one point. It will. I ain't worried about it. It's going to happen. But to me, that's my guy. You know, I mean, that's just kind of my wheelhouse. And, and that was my dude. And uh, before he even was a Raider, when he was still at Michigan, I, I, that's the guy the Raiders got to go get, C. Wood. So I'm so excited about seeing him going to the Hall of Fame. But there's so many. There's so many great Raiders that, you know, you can't narrow it down to just one. But for you, who is your guy? Who is the one that defines when you started watching the Raiders, when you fell in love with the Raiders, when you, you know, how, how you fell in love with the Raiders? Who is the one for you? And that's, I, I think that's a fun conversational piece because, again, it's a generational answer. It's almost like saying who's the greatest basketball player of all time. You can't say that it because it's generational, right? 702-365-9200 is the number. And, of course, the Sam and Ash text line is 691 Salmon Ash text line. Let's go on out real quick to the uh, phone lines and hit Raider Ray. Is it Raider Ray, Damon? Raider Rock, my bad. Just kidding. Raider Rock in Seoul, Korea. What's up, Raider Rock? Hi, Q. I wanted to be the first one to congratulate you on, on getting on to Las Vegas Raiders Radio. And I guess I did that, so congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Yeah. How's everything yeah. going? Um, yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, you know, still waiting waiting for my shot to get the jab here in Korea, but, you know, okay. I'll get there. Um, the topic that you talked about... Um, you know, who's the greatest Raider generation will think. I, I think that's correct because you and I were about, you know, I, I'm 53. So, you know, I'm a little bit older than you. And you mentioned Charles Woodson as your greatest. And, yeah. and for me, uh, for me, you know, I grew up with the team that, 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 that was the last, the last Raider Super Bowl camp, basically. Nice. And I got into the Raiders late because, because I grew up in Southern Cal, and being an immigrant, I didn't know much about football. And until my friend told me about the Raiders, I just followed the local TV. 
you know, wants the Rams play. And, and for me, I mean, the two greatest players in my book are, are Howie Long and, and Tim Brown are on both sides of the, uh, the football. But for, for that time period, when I think about the Raider, and you mentioned it, and it's a Travis, it's, it's less days. Right. It was his poster, you know, where he's crouching and he's got his hands out. He's got that, uh, that, that football, uh, the face mask frame, you know, and he's just sitting there. I mean, for me, the 80s, early 80s, you know, Lester Hayes is, is the guy. And, I, you know, football politics being what it is, I can't believe he's, in the, he's not in the Hall of Fame. And, uh, and that'll, that'll be my guy, you know. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Raider Rock, thank you, man. Thank us. I appreciate the call. Appreciate the congratulations. And thank you for calling all the way in from Seoul, Korea. And that right there, Raider Nation, is the definition of Raider Nation. It's the reason why there's only one nation. I'll, I'll say that till I'm blue in the face. Anytime someone says that, sometimes people say it just to try to get a rise out of me because they know I'm listening. Even when I'm not listening. Even when I'm kind of low-key, not paying attention. When someone says something and they throw in a team – and then they throw Nation on there. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I'll pop my head up. There's no such thing, dude. <laughs> Correct yourself, homeboy. There's no such thing. Doesn't exist. There's a reason why it's called Raider Nation. My man just called in from Seoul, Korea. First call. First call I've ever received on Raider Nation Radio comes from Seoul, Korea. Let that sink in for a minute. You want to know what else I'm still trying to process? And, and Eddie... Eddie Pascal helped me get in here and get set, situated and make sure I was ready to rock and roll for the show. I told him this story as I, as I got, got seated. I've never been here before. I've mentioned that multiple times. I roll in there to, uh, to, to the facility, security gate. I roll up, tell him, hey, yeah, Q, Q Myers, Radio Nation Radio. I'm here to do a radio show. I'm trying to be all cool, right? I, I did. I said it just like that, too. I'm here to do a radio show. You know, I'm trying to act like the coolest dude in the room. Like, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to geek out. I'm not trying to fan out because I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be that dude. But still, I'm rolling up to the Raiders facility. Who does that, right? <laughs> Who does that? So I'm not trying to fan out. And so I tell him, he says, "Okay, no problem." And then they 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 let me in the gates. They open up the gates. I drive in. He says, "Yeah, just park, you know, in the employee parking lot, right, you know, right around here." And I said, "Okay, cool." I literally Raider Nation parked at the very end of the parking lot, like the very first spot I saw. I parked at because. I don't know. I just felt like, hey, I don't think my car needs to be all the way up in the front with everyone else's car. So I parked in the very, very back, the last of the Mohicans. I was the last parking lot, parking spot in the lot. And so I start to walk. I start to walk to the facility. And it's, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a walk. It's nothing I couldn't do. It's a little bit of a walk. Nice gentleman uh, walks up to me who just left the facility and says, hey, man, you don't have to park way back here. <laughs> you can park up there. It's going to be all right. It's a car. It'll be all right. And I was like, ah, that's cool, man. I got it back here. I don't want to get in the way. He's like, it's 3.30 in the afternoon. You're definitely not in the way, and there's plenty of spots up there. So I said, all right, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll move. I said, how far up can I go? He said, man, you can go all the way to the front. If there's a spot and it doesn't say handicapped on it, you can park. And, you know, I mean, again, I'm a grown man, but at the same time, I'm, just, I'm trying to respect everything, you know, as, as I'm here at the facility. So I, uh, I get in the car. And I roll all the way to the front, to the front row. You know how they say, uh, what did uh, homeboy say? What did Bob Euchre say? I must be in the front row. Well, that's what I was. I was in the front row. I was like George Jefferson moving on up. So I move all the way up. And 
I'm driving, and all of a sudden, this blue Mercedes starts to slow down and start to slow down. I see the windows start to roll down. I'm thinking, oh, great. He told me. You know, I'm already thinking of my, not excuse, but I'm already thinking of, he told me I could park here. <laughs> you know what I mean? In my mind, I'm thinking, I did something wrong. Blue Mercedes rolls the window down, so I roll my window down. I look over. Coach John Gruden says, hey there, how you doing? <laughs> I said, hey, coach, what's up? You know, I got a big smile on my face. Hey, coach, what's up? I said, how you doing, man? We're glad to have you. I said, thanks, coach. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm rolling on out, man. It's been a long day. I'm rolling on out. Have a good day. I said, okay. And so right before I roll my window up, he says, hey, nice car. And I look in this, and what do I say when he says that? Yeah, you too, coach. Duh, he's in a blue Mercedes. Of course it's a nice car, Q. Come on, Q, get it together. But, hey, you know, it was what it was. Then he rolls off cooler than the other side of the pillow. So that's my first experience as I roll into the Raiders facility is John Gruden telling, greeting me and then ending with, hey, a nice car. And I tell him, yeah, you too. <laughs> Demond, come get your boy, man. I don't know what's wrong with me. But anyway. <laughs> Just thought I'd share that with you. So uh, keep giving me that feedback. Don't hit up the, uh, the listener line just yet. Hit up the Sam and Ash text line at 69187. Let me know who is your favorite Raider. What is the greatest Raider in your mind? When you think greatest Raider in your generation of watching Raider football, who do you think of? I think of C. Wood. You heard Raider Rock talk about you know Tim Brown, talk about Lester Hayes, talk about some of the greats. Let me know who comes to your mind. Texas Salmon Ash text line again, 69187. Coming up next, we're going to turn our attention to Omar D. Ruiz. That's how you can find him on Twitter from the NFL Network. We're going to talk Raiders. We're going to talk NFL. And we're going to do it next here in the huddle on Raider Nation Radio 920. No one gets you closer to the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Welcome back to In the Huddle here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Vinny Bonsignor is on vacation. I'm your boy Q, filling in for him this afternoon and filling in for him next week as well. And then by the time we get ready for training camp, Vinny will be refreshed. He'll be ready to rock and roll. He'll hit the ground running as he always does. And uh, I'll, be, I'll be the same way. Be ready to rock and roll. Then my show will start, Unnecessary Roughness will start on the 26th from 2 to 4 p.m. So go JT the Brick, myself, and then Vinny Bonsignor. So we will be locked and loaded, full lineup starting on the 26th. But uh, right now in the huddle, and we are live at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, the Raiders training camp. And uh, pleased to have now on the phone lines a guy that I consider, consider and call my good buddy, and that is Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network, does a great job of covering the NFL, and you can find him on Twitter, at Omar D. Ruiz. And Omar, thank you so much, man, for, uh, for spending some time today in the huddle. You're actually my first guest that I've actually had live in Las Vegas as I'm doing my first radio show. And even though this is not mine, I'm filling in for Vinny, but you are the first <laughs> guest. So uh, first off, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Hey, it's quite the honor. And you're just going off that list there, JT the Brick, yourself, Vinny. All great dudes, all cover, cover the Raiders thoroughly and enjoyably, and I'm glad you're on board there. Hugh, I know we've known each other a long time, and you've been grinding for a while to get to, to Vegas now and cover the Raiders. I know it's a dream of yours, and um, I'm, I'm glad to be a small little part of it here as you get started. 
Absolutely, Omar. And you're right. I've been grinding to get here, and it's just it's just an awesome opportunity and to be able to cover the Raiders and cover the NFL. And you know that very well. As you've been covering the NFL like a glove for NFL Network, doing a great job of yourself. And, and Omar, man, we're just less than a couple weeks away from the start of training camp for the league. I mean, it just seems like Tampa Bay just won the Super Bowl, but here we are. We're, we're right around the corner from the start of training camp. How pumped up, excited, and are you refreshed? Are you already vacationed up and ready to go? I think so, yeah. We had a great time in uh, Lake Tahoe last weekend. Uh, coincidentally, uh, planned alongside the, the NFL. You know, half the NFL was there when the, the ACC golf tournament. And, um, and, and we were having such a good time by the lake, we didn't even make it down to the golf tournament. We just <laughs> hung out at the cabin where we were, did the jet skis, did the beach, got that important refreshment that I think any, everybody in the NFL world needs uh, every now and again. And, yeah, when – when training camp opens, we'll be ready to rock and roll. And, and I know I'll be cruising through Vegas at some point during training camp, and I can't wait to be there. Yeah, and the last time I, run in, I ran into you in person was actually in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. It was that Sunday night football game for Kansas or the Kansas City Chiefs and the Raiders. And, uh, I mean, it was an empty stadium. We know that an empty stadium because of, of COVID and everything. But you've been been here. You've been the guy since, uh, you know, since the stadium was being built to kind of, uh, you know, monitor it and, and kind of document it step by step, you know, nail by nail, screw by screw. What should Raider Na- Nation expect when they actually get the opportunity to get inside Allegiant Stadium? Well, I think they're going to be blown away by uh, the detail with which, you know, Mark Davis, the architects of the stadium, planned uh, not only to have the vibe of, of Las Vegas uh, throughout, but the attention to detail of Raiders history. So between those two, um, you know, aspects of the design, it's going to be an enjoyable experience, not to mention the overall just beauty of it. You know, everyone has seen you know Darth Vader and the black hole and the and the and the exterior, but I think that the interior of the stadium is just as well thought out and just as eye popping uh, as the outside is. And um, and and to get the fans all together for that place to be rocking, um, you know, week one, Lamar Jackson in the house. Oh man, it's going to be off the hook. Well, and, and like I've seen, the Raiders have opened up. Uh, a little bit, you know, season ticket holders came in there, took tours, you know, sat in their seats for the first time. I know they had a, uh, you know, taste of the Raiders type of thing uh, recently. So I know fans have gotten a peek, but I, and, and, you know, media, uh, we've gotten a peek the past year. And I think once everyone comes together for actual games, competition on the field, I think it's going to be a scene that we, we've yet to see, uh, obviously, in, in Vegas uh, and in the NFL, I think it's going to be a true a true marker in NFL history when that happens. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I cannot wait. Like you said, that Monday night football game against uh, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens should be a ton of fun. We're talking right now with Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network here on Raider Nation Radio 920 in the huddle. And uh, you know defensive coordinator Gus Bradley very well. You spent a lot of time covering the Seattle Seahawks. He comes over, obviously not from Seattle, but his last stop was with the Chargers. Now he's a defensive coordinator for the Raiders. So what is it that Gus Bradley does that that allows defenders and allows his, his players to get it, to understand exactly how to execute that defense and to be able to go out there and play fast? Well, I think you've heard it many times before, that Seahawks defense, Pete Carroll, uh, even going back to his USC days, is number one, uh, revolving the defense around what the players do best. So in other words, he's not going to be, you know, talking about Gus Bradley now, he's not going to be trying to fit, you know, uh, round pegs and square holes. 
he's going to suit the defense to what his players do best. And then secondly, they keep it, they keep it simple. Everyone knows uh, their roles, very in detailed, specific, and, and all that. So there, there's not you know, too many complications of it. So therefore, the guys know what they have to do. They know it very well. And, and obviously, uh, in every defense, if you can get to that point, you play very fast, and, and that's the way uh, Gus Bradley has coached. And he's obviously a, uh, a player's coach as well, you know, can re- relate to all the guys on the field. They play hard for them. And, and we've seen that the, the last few years with the Chargers, even though you know, the records uh, outside of that 2018 season might not have been the best, those defenses were in the top ten. And I would expect uh, a quick turnaround for the Raiders there, uh, especially with the talent they've acquired as well. And Omar, just kind of, you know, going off of that that answer right there and talking about the defense. And you mentioned, you know, Gus Bradley's really good at getting a defense to be a top 10 defense. The Raiders with their offense really don't even need a top 10 defense. They just need, you know, middle of the pack. And I know that's easy to say, but with the the way that you've seen the Raiders offense and the way that they're able to get up and down the field and and get into the end zone, uh, how, how much better do you think this team could be if that defense can be, like we said, middle of the pack? Well, you know, to, to actually you know, make significant damage in the NFL, you need better than, than middle of the pack. Yeah, the offense is going to score points. They're going to be in position to win a lot of games. But, but I, you know, I don't think you can count on, you know, having a, a semi-leaky defense. You know, they've right, been obviously right. leaky the last few years, and, and semi-leaky is, is not winning football in the NFL. Ultimately, to play deep into January is what Raiders fans expect. Um, but, I, but I would say, you know, Gus Bradley puts his fingerprints all over this defense. Obviously, year one, they've been acquiring talent. Maybe he can get the most of, uh, you know, some of those younger DBs and, and um, you know, some of the draft picks, Farrell and Crosby and, and Ngakwe there now. All of those complementary pieces, Casey Hayward in the secondary. You know, it's just a couple pieces here and there. And, and, and Gus Bradley and his system and all that, like, you just need a couple pieces to all fit together now to become a, a one defense playing together. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's individual improvements needed, obviously, but then collectively, uh, I think they can go a lot longer way uh, if they can come together as a defense and, and sort of play as one um, and, and, you know, kind of have, have a hope for that top ten defense. Because if they can do that, then I, I think they could win at the highest level. Uh, given how the offense has consistently improved the last three seasons. Talking right now with Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network here in the huddle, Raider Nation Radio 920. And uh, Omar, Corey Littleton is a guy that, you know, gets a lot of attention, gets a lot of conversation about. You saw him a lot, obviously, being there in L.A. You saw him when he was with the Rams. The Raiders picked him up last year in free agency. And and, and he said, hey, you know, I played I played a little slow. I, I, I was thinking too much. I, I didn't have the season that I wanted to. Uh, do you think that, that Gus Bradley, like you said earlier, can kind of simplify things and make it so he could just react instead of, instead of having to think so much? Oh, no question. Because a guy like Corey Littleton, you know, he's not the big stout, you know, uh, old school middle linebacker that's going to, you know, stuff the run all by himself. His, his game is predicated on speed. And obviously the faster he plays, the better he'll play. And, uh, and I think you said it, you know, if he plays in a defense that allows him to utilize that, then obviously he'll be a lot more effective. And, 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 and it's one of those situations where, you know, when I was talking about that, that defense playing as one, you, you can't have – a middle linebacker like Corey Littleton, you know, a little, little, you know, smaller in stature, you know, like I said, not the old school, you know, traditional middle linebacker that, that can stuff holes all by himself. But if you could play together as a unit and not make him, you know, have to make all those plays, he, you know, he, does, he plays well when he's running sideline to sideline and can make those 
know, plays on the perimeter and, and help on defense. Uh, if he can do that, then, then he'll be at his best, and, and the Raiders collectively, again, will be a lot better. You know, that they made a, a big free agent signing in the offseason. I thought a big free agent signing in the backfield to team up with Josh Jacobs. That's Kenyon Drake coming over from Arizona. Uh, what do you think of that one-two punch, that two-headed monster that the Raiders now have in the backfield? Oh, I love that move. I mean, Josh Jacobs obviously has proven, you know, he's as dynamic as it gets in the NFL. And, and Kenyon Drake, I know, you know, obviously saw him play a lot at Alabama and and with the Dolphins, but we went over to the Cardinals. I saw him in person. He is just a lot bigger uh, in person than, than he looks on TV. And um, and you pair him with Jacobs and, and the resurgent offensive line. I think, that, you know, not to mention, you know, the speed on the outside and, and, you know, the Darren Waller, of course, you know, coming into his own as one of the elite playmakers in the game. You put that all that together, and, and there's no reason uh, the Raiders' offense shouldn't be counted on for scoring, you know, 40 40 points several times uh, throughout the year. A lot to be excited about, and I think it starts up front uh, with that one-two punch. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited and fired up about that one-two punch as well. We're talking with Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network. Uh, you can find Omar on Twitter, at Omar D. Ruiz. And I just got a couple more questions for you. And this one's about the AFC West in general. Very tough division. We know Kansas City. We know where they stand. We know their quarterback. We know Andy Reid. Uh, so we don't have to get into them. But when you look at the Raiders, you look at Denver, you know, they Drew Locke, Teddy B, or other as far as quarterbacks go. Then you have, uh, you know, you have the Chargers. Justin Herbert came into his own, forced into action in 2020, but he's really a good stinking quarterback. You could tell that he's a really good quarterback. How do you look at the AFC West when you're kind of, you know, judging them? How do you think everything shakes out in, in that division? For me, it comes down to three questions with every team not named the Chiefs. Okay. For the Chargers, can they avoid being snake-bitten again? Can they avoid all those devastating injuries that seemingly for every season that hasn't gone well has been the story of their season, whether it's Derwin James or Joey Bosa um, Keenan Allen, you know, years ago, you know, if they can avoid those snake-bitten injuries, they'll be a force. For the Raiders, it's can that defense come together like we just talked about. If they can uh, become somewhat formidable, then they're going to be uh, right there in the mix. They've already taken Kansas City toe-to-toe a couple times we saw last year, even without a premier defense. And then, and then for Denver, it's can they get improved play from their quarterback. We don't know if it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke, but they need to improve. There's no question about that. And I always thought when you look back at Teddy's career, 2014, 2015, you know, when he was leading the Vikings to the playoffs, granted they had a great defense. Well, that's what, that's what the Broncos have now. And, and you take Teddy off of that. And he didn't put up prolific numbers in New Orleans, but he, he had those starts. He went 5-0 and uh, in right. that 2019 season. So he's won a lot of ball games when he's had good teams around him. And, and, and that goes for a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. When you have a good team, they win a lot of games. Teddy Bridgewater is one of those, didn't have a good team in Carolina and didn't do as well. Whether Locke is able to make that step, you know, that remains to be seen. But for him, there's no more excuses because certainly that talent around him in Denver, uh, whoever inherits the keys there, uh, is going to be surrounded by a lot of talent. That's for sure. Absolutely. And Omar, I got to ask you this question. I know you've covered the Seahawks, like I said, at the beginning of this, like a glove. And I know we don't know the situation and we don't know all the details. But just when you saw and heard the, the news about the whole Richard Sherman situation, uh, what were your thoughts as a guy who I know you, you know him very well? Yeah, I was sad, you know, no question about that. I mean, uh, I'd say Richard Sherman is the smartest, most intelligent person I, I've interviewed in the NFL, and I don't make that statement lightly. He's the type of guy where, you know, I think I ask insightful questions and he can, uh, he'll know what I'm getting at 
and not only will answer the question before I finish uh, asking it, but then he'll provide it, uh, provide his answer in a way I never even thought about, you know, from a different, you know, vantage point or angle. Just an incredibly intelligent guy and with a good heart. Um, and, and, you know, so, so anyway, everything that's unfold, unfolded has been, you know, very sad. I hope he gets the help. I hope his family gets the help. Thankfully, nobody, uh, you know, was injured in that, in that case. And, um, and he gets back on his feet very quickly. Yeah, absolutely, man. Again, like I said, don't know the the all the full details, so not going to speculate. I just I know that he's not uh, one of those dudes that you you consider like okay, that's that's on brand for him. You know, that's definitely not. So uh, just hope that everything shakes out okay as best as it can, and and definitely prayers are with uh, Richard Sherman and his family because obviously they've been through a lot. And and Omar, final question for you: uh, as far as the NFL goes, um, what storyline? What what's the one storyline that really intrigues you the most that you can't wait to to uncover or discover this upcoming season uh for me the one that jumps out i mean aaron Rodgers' situation is kind of like the obvious one but um i think he'll be there at the end of the day and it's all said and done but i think how the saints um you know resolve their quarterback situation obviously they've left it to a, another quarterback competition uh there between Jameis and Taysom hill we've seen both of them uh play uh you know a handful uh, of snaps there the last couple of years and, and um, to varying success. Um, but they've won a lot, and they still have a Super Bowl-caliber roster everywhere else. So just like we talked about with Denver, um, you know, the, the teams that, you know, are loaded everywhere except seemingly the quarterback position, there's a lot of fascination to that. And, and I'm curious to see how Sean Payton, who has been able to win a lot of games when Drew Brees was out of the lineup, now that he has to do it full-time, how he responds. And, and Jameis has flashed. He put up those right. huge numbers, but obviously he had a huge turnover number two. Can Peyton get them to decrease all of that um, and, and be a formidable opponent in the NFC South? So that, I think that's something I'm keeping an eye on here as we approach training camp. There you go. That's a good one. It really is, and there's so many storylines, so it should be intriguing, man. Football season is on us again. Training camp's right around the corner. That's Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network on Twitter at Omar D. Ruiz. And whenever you come out here, I'm sure you're going to be on training camp, uh, you know, carousel. You'll be all over the league. Whenever you come to the 702, man, make sure you dial me up, and we got to get together. All right. Sounds good, Q. Yeah, definitely will do. And uh, congrats again on the move, and can't wait to see you out there. Thank you. Thank you, Omar. Appreciate you. Have a great day, my man. Okay, you too, man. Appreciate it. All right, there he goes. Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network does a great job covering the NFL like a glove. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, he's a dude that's been, you know, boots on the ground here in, in Las Vegas for uh, for the whole time that the stadium was being built, Allegiant Stadium. So he's seen it from the ground up with, as many others have as well, but just uh, one of my good buddies. So definitely appreciate him joining the show. The time is 442 we got to uh, close it on down for a quick second. We'll be back. Got some good text messages on the Sam and Ash text line. Also got some phone calls on the listener line at 702-365-9200. The question I threw out there before we started talking to Omar was, who is the greatest Raider to you in your lifetime when you started watching the Raiders or following the Raiders in, in your fandom? What to you or who to you is the greatest Raider of all time, 702-365-9200. Again, Sam and Ash text line, uh, 69187. Let us know. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. 
Welcome back in the huddle here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Your boy Q filling in for Vinny Bonsignor, who is on vacation. He'll be back uh, following next week and be ready to rock and roll. His training camp is right around the corner. Had a lot of folks hit us up by way of the Sam and Ash text line, 69187. Share their thoughts. Anything Raider-related, I'll throw a topic out there each and every day, but you can you can mention anything you want. You can bring up anything that's on your mind. It is all good. We're here to here to talk Raiders football. We're here to talk NFL. We're, we're here to share your thoughts because that's the reason why we have a radio station. That's why it's called Raider Nation Radio 920, right? It's all about Raider Nation. Also, the listener line, 702-365-9200. That's 9200. 702-365-9200. And matter of fact, let's go to the line right now. Avant Raider, very patiently waiting. Uh, what's on your mind this afternoon, my man? you congrats man we're all happy for you appreciate it brother um you know to really encapsulate my time as a raider fan i think my dude was rich gannon because <laughs> he, he he dealt with uh, the tony saragusa mm-hmm. belly flop thing he was in the tuck ball game and then what do you throw like six uh, touchdowns in the super bowl and for the other guy. So, uh, Sorry, Rich. So I, I love you, Rich, but I, I, it just, I feel his pain. Yeah. And that's part of the Raider thing. And uh, he just blue collar, man. He, he was just mm-hmm. an average guy with a big mind and a lot of fire. Absolutely, absolutely. Great call and great suggestion right there with Rich Gannon and, and just kind of uh, describing that time period when he was the quarterback of the Silver and Black. And I'll tell you this, man, I remember as just a fan going to the game, me and my boy Daniel, we used to cross the, the bridge all the time at the Coliseum there in Oakland. We'd, we'd go there, park in the BART parking lot, and we wouldn't have any tickets. We'd hustle some tickets, and then we'd hustle some more, you know, so we had enough food to get some snacks while we were there at the Coliseum. But I'll tell you, man, anytime Rich Gannon came into the Coliseum as a member of the Chiefs or came in as a member of the Vikings or whoever it was, I always thought, man, that quarterback is really stinking good. Man, and it's not, I, I don't ever want to say I, I said I hated the guy, but I was like, man, that guy just wins. You know, he finds a way to win. He's not the flashiest dude, he's not the most athletic dude, doesn't have the strongest arm, but man, he gets it done. Rich Gannon was always that dude. And I remember when Kansas City decided that Rich Gannon was going to be their backup and they were going to go with Elvis Gerback. No, dis- no disrespect to Elvis. I mean, he was in the NFL, but it was Elvis Gerback, right? Only thing that he ever did that really hurt my feelings was that touchdown pass to Andre Bad Moon Rising in the back of the end zone. And that was what Eric Turner, rest in peace, Eric Turner uh, got beat on that play, and that was the end of the game. That's the only thing Eric. Uh, that's the only thing that uh, – that Elvis Gerback ever did. And that was that really made me angry. And I remember I was sitting at my mom's house when that play happened. I believe it was Monday Night Football. My boy Corey called my, my mom's house. We had house phones then. <laughs> I didn't have no cell phone. I had a house phone. He called, he called as soon as the play. You know when you know that that's your homeboy on the phone that's going to talk trash and you don't want to answer? You know that. As soon as something bad happens on Sunday when you're watching the game and all of a sudden like your phone starts going off, like, man, don't call me. That's like the most disrespectful thing you could do. Don't call me right now. You know I'm angry. I don't want to answer this thing. But he called, and we didn't have caller ID, so I think my mom answered the phone. She yells upside, uh, upstairs. I'll put my government name out there. Keon, Corey's on the phone. Oh, great. So I answer, and the only thing Corey says is, Elvis Gerback? 
Elvis Gerback? Elvis? That's all he kept saying. Elvis did that? So I immediately hung up on him after the third one. Couldn't take it anymore. But going back to Rich Gannon, I couldn't believe that they had Elvis starting over Rich. I really couldn't. So when John Gruden made the move and, and brought in Rich Gannon, I was so pumped up. because I And I told all my boys, that dude could play. Oh, he was a backup. He can't do it. That dude could play. And he has the grit, like Avant Raider said. He's got that blue collar in him. He's got that fire in him. And that's, I mean, that's, that, those are my kind of dudes. The kind of guys that get fired up and don't give a blank. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, say it again, Damon. Who is it? Okay, we'll get to him in just a second. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, man, I, I like those kind of dudes to get fired up, to have that burn in their belly. You know what I mean? The guys, the guys that hate losing more than they like winning. I know someone right now is like, that doesn't even make sense, Q. Yeah, it does. Guys that hate to lose more than they like to win. Those are the kind of – that's who Rich Gannon was. Avant Raider, great call. Great call right there. Great, uh, you know, great ambassador of Raider Nation is Rich Gannon, and he's still an ambassador of Raider Nation. And, you know, one of his tweets the other day kind of went viral, ended up being a, a subject on my, uh, my podcast because uh, there was a tweet, and I forget, and I, I hate to say it, I don't remember who tweeted at him, but said, hey, come back and be on the coaching staff. And Rich Gannon said, would love to. And all of a sudden it was like, whoop, let's go. Rich is back. <laughs> I said, well. There's got to be a position for him first before he can come back. But that's great that he, you know, he did make that suggestion and he did, uh, he did say that he'd love to. It just lets you know, be known that he has a lot of love for Raider Nation and the, obviously the Raiders organization. Coming up at the top of the hour, Kirk Morrison, former Raider linebacker, drafted by the Raiders, 2005, third-round draft pick. That's coming up at the top of the hour. Always love catching up with uh, Captain Kirk, so we'll talk to him at the top of the hour. But right now, let's go back out to the listener line at 702-365-9200 and talk to Manny in Denver. What's on your mind this afternoon, my man? Hey, what's up, Q? Man, just wanted to tell you congratulations to you, listener of the podcast, bro. Uh, you know, and you said some things. I sent you a message, but no worries if you don't get it. You're busy, bro. But just about, you know, working hard, being a minority in this country, all this stuff, man, meant a lot to me with my career personally what things that I was going through, so thank you for that. Um, but, man, Charles Woodson's been thrown out. Tim Brown's been thrown out. One that I picked, man, for me growing up was Nambi Asimov because, man, that dude was yeah. shut down, lights out, dude. He he was there, you know, during the rough times. And, you know, I remember as a kid we were watching him play the Broncos one time, man, and old Rod Smith beat him on a double move. And, I, man, my older brother and I, we just lost. I said, how is this old dude going to beat you on a double move? Come on, man. And it was like – Fuming, fuming, I remember. It was in Oakland, too, and it was, man, we were losing it. You know, we had a couple of our Bronco friends that were sitting around with us. And man, we just lost it. So, this guy shouldn't be a start in this end. And then he turned into one of the best corners, mm-hmm. in, you know, for that five-year stretch there. One of the best corners in the league. Uh, and it was just amazing to watch that guy play and just, you know, the work ethic he put in, his long, his long arms, and just basically what he turned into. So, I just think that he's, you know, he symbolized a good portion. And, you know, it wasn't a good a good time frame there of Raider football but man that was watching him with something else though shut down one side of the field where you basically couldn't even you couldn't even look over there right so right. that is probably one that I look up to yeah I want, look forward to so all right 
Good one, Manny. Thank you so much for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Manny in Denver right there talking about Namdi Asamoa. And, man, don't let me get started. As you could tell, I like to tell stories. But Namdi, man, that was my dude. I'm a like, – DBs win games. I'll let it be known. DBs win games. You know, I'm a DB by heart, all right? So I always gravitate to all the defensive backs. So C. Wood, like I said, was my dude. But, man, Namdi – and it took – like Manny said, it took a while for Namdi to figure it out. You know, he was he was drafted in the first round coming out of Cal, but it took him a while to figure things out. And once he did, I believe his first interception, and someone's going to probably fact check me, and I'll probably get it wrong, but that's okay. I think his first interception came against the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was. And then he turned into having like eight that season. And, that, and that's when he arrived. He was on the map. It was Namdi's world, and everyone else was just living in it. You know what I'm saying? Namdi was the dude. Man, and I was so excited when he really came into his own. And like you said, man, he was able to shut down one side of the field. And then the only thing you had to figure out was, okay, what's going to happen on the other side of the field? You know, I remember the Raiders made the big move for D'Angelo Hall. He's going to be the dude. I was excited by that, too. I think, man, that's a great one-two punch right there. Come to find out, didn't realize D'Angelo couldn't play man-to-man coverage. He was, he was, a, he was a, you know, off corner. And that's okay. That's okay. I mean, he was a really good corner. Just didn't work out, you know, with the Raiders. But, man, Namdi was the dude. And when he left and went to Philadelphia as a free agent, my feelings were hurt. I had a buddy named Zach Burke in, back in Central Texas, and he was a Texans fan. And he kept saying because uh, I don't remember who the coordinator was for the Texans, D coordinator, but they said, man, Nomdi's coming to Houston. Nomdi's coming to Houston. And I kept saying, don't you, don't you curse me like that. You know, what they say, Ricky Bobby, don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. I was telling him that, and he ends up in Philadelphia, and, well, it was never the same. They tried to use him in some awful way, awful way. They just didn't know what they were doing. And he just never was the same. But uh, now he's, you know, he's doing movies, doing Broadway. Namdi's thriving, man. Smart dude out of Cal. Shout out to Namdi. Great, great, great dude. Great ambassador for the silver and black and a good dude in the community as well. So, uh, Manny, thank you so much for that. Uh, I would say keep those calls coming. But coming up next, we're going to kick off hour number two of In the Huddle. We're going to be talking with former Raider great linebacker Kirk Morrison. That's going to kick off hour number two of In the Huddle right here on Raider Nation Radio 920.